Hi, I'm Amy Blackthorne, and this is Blackthorne Grove. Hey folks, welcome to another edition of That Kentucky Witch. Now, I will be the very first one to admit I am a horrible, horrible witch when it comes to, you know, herbs and oils and spices. The closest thing I ever get is pretty much to the kernel. Now, I do know my way around it a little bit, but you can always learn more. We're always learning. So that's why I have invited Amy Blackthorne onto the program today to talk a little bit about herbology. So, thank you so much for having me. Yay, thank you for coming on, Amy. I, uh, I have read um, your Blackthorne's um, botanical magic book and the uh, uh, the botanical brews and re yes, I reviewed both of them and I, I <laughs> yes, I actually have those books right here as well because um, I was going to talk a little bit about them. But to start out, um, so you also work in the tea industry as well, and you know witches do love to read tea leaves. This is the the fabulous thing. So. Uh, Blackthorns Botanicals was born seven years ago, uh, mm -hmm. almost uh, almost in a month. Next month it'll be seven years. It was really incredible. I worked, I've been working in security for a million years um, in, oh. in executive security and you know, protecting rich people and all the way down to executive security in um, high rises. I was the head of security for two high rises here in Wilmington, Delaware for a bit. It's really fantastic. A lot of no, every day was different. There was a lot of excitement, some more so than others. Um, but it just got to the point where I was, I was worn out. I was just a nub of a person. I couldn't, I didn't have time for ritual. I didn't have time for fellowship. I didn't have time for anything because I'm getting phone calls at two o'clock in the morning, putting out literal fires. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I just needed something different. Mm -hmm. So I put in my two weeks, I trained my replacement and off into the wilderness I go. My very first day as a joyfully unemployed person, I say, okay, now what, what the hell do I do with my life? Because <laughs> I had no clue. I just knew it, it needed to be not that. Mm -hmm. So I went downstairs and I get out the big cauldron and some of the Van Van oil that I make and a candle and I get all my stuff and I start unburdening myself. Like I need to make room for the new thing. I got to figure out what it is, what it looks like, what color it is. Um, but I need something new, but I got to get rid of all this other junk in the way. I can't pick up my bags and take it to the next thing. I got to get rid of it now. Right. You always have to start with a clean slate. That works the best. So I'm, I'm chanting and I'm singing and I'm dancing and I've got a candle and this was a lot. And the doorbell <laughs> rings. <laughs> and I think, well, shit, that's the fastest uh, magic I've ever done. I didn't even get to light the candle yet. <laughs> So I go and I answer the door and it's the postal lady. She has me sign for a package. I go back into the kitchen and all I can smell is the lemongrass and this Van Van oil. Just Ooh. overwhelming lemongrass. Like I get tingles thinking about this, the smell of this oil. Mm -hmm. Now, side note real quick, whenever I make incense and I, mm -hmm. I love making incense, I always put a lot of lemongrass in mine because I just love that smell. It's a clean smell. It's refreshing. It's energizing. So I love that smell. So 
I, I go to light the candle and, and that smell just overtakes my person. And I think, you know, it'd be really great is if I had a cup of tea, I could be working the magic with the candle while I'm drinking the tea and thinking about the magic. And it's just a whole thing. And the light bulb goes on over my head and probably an hour later, I had 15 blends. There, uh, that's awesome. Yes, uh, it's been that seven is, years That is now. definitely <laughs> the higher powers speaking down to you. <laughs> so it's been seven years now. I have 85 blends. I, I, I just added a magical candle line, uh, different spell candles that sort of fill in the gaps that are in uh, the market right now. So it's not just, you know, a love and a money and a, and a protection and that's it. Right. There's, there's nine candles and they're, they're all, I've been working on this for probably a year and I finally with being on lockdown, I finally had time to sit and do it. <laughs> <laughs> We've all had a lot of time to do a lot of things like, you know, start this. But um, what actually got you into working with oils and herbs and all that? It's a two-parter. So mm -hmm. as, a, as a kid, I lived in, I grew up in Baltimore City, in North Baltimore, like, you know, I had a tree in the front yard and, and this much grass in the backyard and that was it. Uh, I, I got the, I used to play and make little potions as a kid with the, this patch of mint that grew in the little patch of dirt. And I thought, okay, this is great. I love this. It smells great. I'm going to find something to do with this. Actually, you know, have some mint here. But when we moved to the county and all of a sudden we had a yard for the first time, you know, I have, mm -hmm. I have you know, it's, four of us girls all of a sudden now there's a whole lot of possibility we can spend time outside my mother my mother was mugged in our front yard in the city and yeah. so we can walk we can roam free and the first thing that happened was it was about spring and our azalea started to bloom i didn't know what an azalea was much less how flowers worked yeah but all They're of a beautiful. sudden this beautiful pink trumpet if you brush up against it, behind there is a is the perfect little black seed that then turns mm -hmm. into an, another entire plant. And my mind was blown. I'm like, okay, this is this is magic. This is why people think magic is a thing. It's right here in the palm of your hand. Right. So a few years go by, and I'm doing chores for neighbors so I can get a little window box and put some petunias in it because now I have I have control of the magic. <laughs> yes. I get to be 14. No, my sister's 14. I get to be 11. And we share a bedroom. Mm -hmm. Anybody with a younger sibling knows the fastest way to get them involved in your business is to tell them to go away. So when my sister Holly and her best friend at the time, Christine, come home, very visibly protecting Holly's book bag and giggling to each other and telling me, you got to get out. Okay, now there's, now there's got to be something really incredible in that bag. Right. So I wake, Christine goes home, we have dinner, everybody goes to bed. And I slide off of the bed like the Pink Panther, tippy-toeing across the, <laughs> on my fingers to try and over to her book bag, opening it one tooth at a time so she doesn't hear me and wake up. I go back to the bed and I, and I look in the mirror. We've got the, the light down the street. Not, not risking a flashlight. It's Scott Cunningham's Wicca Guide for Solitary Practitioner. Wow. So I read it probably in, in an hour or two by the light of the gas station down the street. And the, it feels like a door opens in my brain. This is the stuff that I thought no one else understood. 
this is the stuff that I figured it out and I knew it, but now here's somebody verifying it for me. We had been sent to Christian churches our whole lives, but it was just, you know, whoever was close, like, go, don't bother us. Parenting, <laughs> be somewhere that we're not. Mm -hmm. um, so it was never about a religious indoctrination. It was just free babysitters. So mm -hmm. I always thought that I was supposed to have more of a feeling about religion. And once I found witchcraft, I did. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was really lucky to, to be able to pull those two things together from a right. very, very young age. Um, we were close enough I could walk to the nearest library. So after, after school, I'd walk to the library and read all the nonfiction books in the 133s <laughs> and figure out, okay, what do I need to do? How do I need to do this? And how do I get to be a witch? Uh, it was, by the time I turned 15, I was coming out to my mom and my stepdad and saying, okay, I'm a witch. Like, this is, this is what we're doing. Come along for the ride. Well, when it, when it calls to you, it calls to you. <laughs> it was really funny. I, um, I waited until mom was cooking dinner and she's got her hands full so she can't hit me with anything. <laughs> and I say, mom, I'm a witch. She says, oh, that's, that's nice. Uh, have, you, have you told your dad yet? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I'm going to go outside and tell him we're, we'll, we'll, we'll catch up. So I go outside and my stepdad is building a trellis for some clematis, working in the garden. And I say, so um, I'm a witch. And he says, oh, I dated a witch in high school. How was your day? Like, you build it up in your head for so long and you hear these awful stories of people being thrown out of their homes and disappointed right. parents. And I, I was so geared up for it. And I get, oh, that's nice. Okay, <laughs> I guess that's where we're at. That's great. That that everyone every, everyone should be so lucky to have you know an easy coming out of the broom closet like you did. It's funny because I I told everybody, and then I I've I've grounded and centered and everything feels good and I'm moving forward. A week later, my older sister decides to to come out of the broom closet. <laughs> Apparently, I stole all her thunder, all those years, and she finally made the choice and. Now, no. oh yeah, Amy was telling us about this last week. Stole all of her things. <laughs> <laughs> Amy gets all the good stuff. So let me let me ask, because you work so closely with the herbs on a daily basis, and they're very much connected with your practice. What advice would you give to you know? And I, I don't want to use the term baby witches, but that's pretty much. The consensus these days to younger people who are just starting out in their practice when working with things like herbs and oils get to know the spice rack there are so many things in your spice rack in the kitchen that just living in the cabinet that have a really incredible history of magical use of medicinal mm -hmm. use of culinary use you don't need 700 herbs you don't need to everybody wants to go to the local witchy store and buy one of everything well, right. they, they have a one or two year shelf life and they're living in a plastic bag. So cut that in half. Mm -hmm. Don't spend all your money buying something so you can feel like the magical wizard on the top of the hill with a great apothecary. Mm -hmm. And learn one or two or three things. Just learn a couple. Go in your spice cabinet pick out the cinnamon or the basil or the garlic, whatever it is, and figure out everything you can do with those things. Mm -hmm. You know what you can do with garlic salt? I mean, for pity's sake, it's purification on yeah. the 
the upper levels of well salt is salt has always since you know eons and eons has been a purifier a preserver so, so that's, that's why i love salt <laughs> salt is amazing there's actually right here in my at my altar in my office mm -hmm. and there's this is um mesquite smoked salt i smoked myself so nice that would be great on ribs so good <laughs> So, I, yes. I actually posted a photo not too long ago of my salt collection that I keep in the bathroom. And it's just like 10, 12 bottles of different color, different types of salt that I use. I'm like, do I have a problem? <laughs> no, you have lots of solutions. <laughs> well, the good thing about uh, the Botanical Magic Book is that you do have a vast reference guide and you don't just talk about each individual one you go into depth with them their uses their origins you know common names that that's really what i loved about it it was so easily accessible to someone like me who just has a passing knowledge of you know herbs the, the books that are popular if you find a magical herb in your collection that you can mm -hmm. find in a book it's you, you usually get a paragraph of, okay, I guess you can do this or that with it. But with Blackthorn's Botanical Magic, there's, I wrote 10 pages, uh, you know, mm -hmm. in word of the amount of stuff that you can do with one thing. Right. It's, it's a thousand things to do with one oil rather than spend all your money and make one thing. Exactly. So it, it's, it's so user-friendly and it, it just, it, it's just common sense, but you also go into the warnings as well because you know you're making a flying ointment it's gonna be a little toxic yeah. but when the amount of people who buy flying ointment not really understanding what it is that they're using yeah. much, much less what's actually in what you're buying does the person who's making it have any idea what they're doing be tripping balls or worse i'm very uh Surprised at the number of people who are just saying, oh, I'll just put whatever it is this is in my body. That's a lot of trust. Yeah, that's, there, trust only goes so far. <laughs> it really does. Yes. But you know, as far as, you know, the medic medicinal uses, ah, medicinal uses, I love that because I'm not a big pill taker. I will take my Excedrin, but if I know some lemongrass is going to help clear up my sinuses, I'll be the first one to try it. It's so handy it's, to have it's it. fresh it's natural and it's a lot easier to make, understand the dosage right when you're when you're working with a, a live or a dried herb rather than right. accepting that whatever's in the pill is actually what they say is in this, this right. gel and capsule it, it, it's better for your body you can naturally you can break it down more naturally mm -hmm. and because you know you can only take so much excedrin before your stomach's like stop well, the, the active ingredient in aspirin is an acid and uh -huh. people don't, they don't, they're just so used to being handed a pill and being told this will make it better that it doesn't right. occur to them it's, what's in there. It's eating your stomach lining is what it's doing while it's in there. Yeah, it's probably eating some nerves away, which is why you don't have the pain, but geez. Yeah, salicylic acid is nice in small doses. Don't live on it. No, no, no. You can, if you have a toothache or something or a headache, you know, take a couple, which I actually, 
I've kind of weaned myself off Excedrin and I've just started taking like ibuprofen when I do have a, because I do get migraines mm -hmm. and they are not fun at all when I get them. I, I literally want to tear my skull in half, but ibuprofen yes. does help. And, um, but plus we're in the Ohio Valley here and allergies are like an elected official here. <laughs> you have to put up with them. So yeah, we, we don't get a lot of fresh airflow and allergy season is the worst. And it's literally like, I want to rip my nose in half, but you know, there are some herbs that you know, will send, um, you can burn and just inhale and it works wonderfully with clearing up my sinuses and I can actually breathe and function. I cleared out my sinuses earlier. I, I overheated the peppers I was sauteing. <laughs> I had to evacuate the kitchen. That's a little, a little extra seasoning on the food will open you right up. That's right. And you don't have to worry about taking a Claritin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you get the, if you get to know the stuff that lives in your spice cabinet, mm -hmm. you can use them in a way that is magical, that is not just encompassing where you are, especially mm -hmm. our families live in the spice cabinet. I mean, when you mm -hmm. look at the things that you use the most of, when you, that you season with more frequently, that tells a lot about how you were raised, you know, the, the people that, and the influence they had on your life. Right. And I'm from, I'm from, quote unquote, the South, and my dad was the cook of the family. So yeah, his, his, he didn't have a spice rack. He had a literal spice cabinet and it was like. <laughs> three or four of everything there. I, I think when he passed, I threw away like four jars of cumin. <laughs> like really dad. <laughs> but yeah, that, that is, that is definitely true. I mean, you don't have to spend a lot of money getting the fancy schmancy herbs when you can go to your grocery, your, you know, your grocery store and pick them up. Especially this time of year, everything's getting refreshed. My right. grocery store has a buy two get one free on the entire spice aisle. Go go to go to um, even like a dollar. You know, everything's a dollar store, mm -hmm. and they have a wide assortment of spices. And the now, great thing is, you're using them, so they're they're actually being replaced. Right. You know, when they're I, being refreshed. I I went to help my grandmother, and we were emptying out of the cabinets and making sure everything was fresh and replaced. And there's like, there's six bottles of garlic salt and three containers of oregano. And it's like, <laughs> this stuff lasts one to two years. And this I, expired I, I, in 1984. I've like, on everything. Because <laughs> I know parsley is a, it's a good stress reliever. Mm -hmm. It's also good for your breath, which is why, you know, back in the day when you would go to a fancy restaurant, they'd put that little sprig of parsley on there. Yes, you're actually supposed to eat that. <laughs> yeah, you really are. After your meal, it, it helps cleanse the breath. Um, and your digestion. Oh, yes, it does. Absolutely. I totally forgot about that part. But, um, you know, we, we, we've talked about your books, and we can't mention herbs and oils and incenses and all that without mentioning Scott Cunningham again. Um, you know, Scott's book kind of set the bar. Mm -hmm. It was everyone's first intro to really this but i think that your books have definitely added if, if they haven't gone past it a little bit they've definitely added to it i mean you've made it so easy to read and understand and accessible basically 
Thank you so That's much. Cool. Hats off to that. And you know, to the brew, to the um, to the botanical brews. I love. You know, I, I I haven't really during the pandemic. Yes, exactly. Um, but uh, I went through there and I enjoyed so many of the wonderful little, little cocktails. Plus, I grew up in a bar. Uh, my dad had a bar 32 years. He and I had another bar for about eight. So I know about making cocktails. It, this was fun. This was always like a fun little refresher course and how to do things magically. But what I really enjoyed about it is the fact that you put in quite a few non-alcoholic recipes as well. And that's great because, you know, I do like to drink, but I don't drink all the time. And I have quite a few friends that don't drink at all. Mm -hmm. And this was something I thought was very beneficial. So props to you for that. I love being able to recommend it to, and know that there's going to be something in there for everybody. Right. Um, I, have a, I have a dear friend who has been very forthcoming with her uh, journey to sobriety and mm -hmm. how recovery has been for her. And I was, I was really upfront with her. I said, the next book that's coming out is going to have alcohol in it. So you know, if you choose not to carry it, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Do what, do what you need to do to honor where you are. Right. And, uh, and we talked about the, um, sober substitutions, how anytime there's alcohol mentioned and it's not just the alcohol, there's always uh, a substitution that's related right behind it. So that you, mm -hmm. if you have this magical need, you have a way to take care of that. That also honors your journey to sobriety. Uh, I, I have parents, you know, that are alcoholics and it's it's important to right make sure my, that my dad is... definitely likes his beer god rest his soul um now you've got another book coming out about self-defense right yes i just announced it today uh, the uh, it's uh black Thorns protection magic a witch's guide to self-defense i am so excited for this I'm, i i <laughs> when i saw it on facebook earlier i was like i want to read this now yes so it is it is being written right now it should be to my amazing and incredible editor um between now and march so it'll it'll be out so soon but never soon enough it's also from wiser books yes yes it is also from wiser books awesome. so judica is an amazing editor and i will do anything with her i ever possibly can <laughs> nice that is that is awesome um, you know, Amy, thank you so, so very much for coming on and talking today because you've given me a little bit better understanding of herbs because it really, I would have never thought to, you know, go to the store. When I'm at the store and you see, you know, the spices and the herbs right in front of you, you're like, oh yeah, I could use that. I could use that. But you really don't think about it mm -hmm. all the time, but it's, it's a great, you know, it's a, it's great to remember to do that when you go to the store. But um, yeah, thank you so very much for coming on and talking today because I learned a little bit. Like, you know, I always say every day that you learn something is a great day. Absolutely. So, so you can keep up with uh, Blackthorn's Protection Magic and all my right. other writing projects at amyblackthorn.com. And you can yes, check out I my... Will, go ahead. I will be putting a link to your website in the comment in the description area below. Fabulous. And yes. you can check out teas, ritual oils, spell candles, and everything else at blackthirdsbotanicals.com. Yes, I love it. Amy, thank you so, so very much. And folks, as always, keep those broomsticks flying and blessed be.